You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Way Station. To ensure traveler safety and comfort, please deposit your baggage at the door. The Way Station encourages open discussions. All stories are also accepted. Rest from your journey through life. Enjoy your stay, and please come again. Welcome back to The Way Station. I'm your host, Stephanie. And again, I am your only host because Megan is at home with her one-year-old and Dave has car trouble. So you're going to just have to listen to my lovely dulcet tones for the next half hour. Well, not just mine. My lovely guest uh, who who's calling in is, well, he's already called in. He's on the line right now. Uh, Chuck Pino. Hello. How's it going? It is wonderful. And like I was just telling you, your last name is pronounced like one of my favorite wines. So I feel like we're so close now. <laughs> I know, right? And that's exactly how I explain it to people. It's like the wine and then they get it every time. Oh, yeah. Because we're all a bunch of winos. It's it's a thing. <laughs> the world is crazy. We need our, our liquid grapes to get by. now is with wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I feel like with the wine, people like... It's like, oh, when you're younger, you'll drink like Natty Lights or something. You don't care. But when you get older, you feel like it's sophisticated. Like, I'm not getting drunk. I'm drinking wine. You know, <laughs> like you're fancy. <laughs> I mean, you're still getting drunk. Let's just be clear. But fancy drunk. <laughs> well, that's why, like, when I drink, I I, I love my whiskeys. But mm-hmm. I drink sipping whiskeys. That way it seems like, you know, like, uh, no, I'm not getting drunk. I'm having a sippy, sipping whiskey. Okay, but you had five of those. All right, but it's the sipping. <laughs> right. I mean, I sipped them though, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally okay. I'm I'm about that life because I'm I do love me a good scotch and a, like a good bourbon, something like mm-hmm. that. Ooh, like a rye. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a big rye guy. I'm Canadian, so that's my stuff. It's your jam. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So well, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to um, my listeners and let them know who you are and what you do? Because you do a lot of things. I do, that's true. I do wear a lot of hats. Uh, I'm, I'm Chuck Pino, as we said. I'm a freelance uh, comic writer and editor. Um, I also am co-writing and co-producing a uh, podcast or, well, call it like an audio drama for... Um, uh, with my good buddy Eric Cockrell, and it's called Essence House. I have uh, two series that I write: uh, Welcome to the Void and Belial. And um, I'm also an avid indie comic reviewer uh, for my own channel on YouTube, which I call Chuck's Raw Reviews. And they are raw, and I like it. You have a good, <laughs> like you have a good personality for it, though. And so, and like doing stuff like that on YouTube, you kind of have to have, like, you stand out. I think because you have like a really good personality and people can tell that while you're doing it, you're actually like in, you're into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, that's a I, you big know, deal. <laughs> I think so too. It's funny because I hear so many people saying, you know, I want, I want negative reviews and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, that's great. But I don't want to be the, the jerk to deliver that. I don't want to be that guy. So it's not that I lie on my reviews. It's that I only review things that I like. So the worst thing you can possibly get from me is me just contacting you and saying, I don't mean to be rude, but I don't have anything good to say about this. I'm not going to review it. 
And that's the worst thing you can hear from me. I, you're not going to hear me, you know, on, on, uh, on my channel saying this is the worst thing ever, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it'll just be between you and I. And I'll just say, sorry, man, this isn't for me. I can't do it. And I think that's um, an integrity move. I, before I started uh, working in comics, I was also um, I was podcasting from my house and I was doing um, like comic reviews. And I, I was the same way. I refused to I would never be negative because I always said to myself, like, just because it's not for me doesn't mean that it isn't for somebody else. And I don't want to be the reason that somebody doesn't pick up this book. That's you know? it, exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't think there's, I think it's an integrity move because it, that just means that you're smart enough to know, like, art is art. Stories are stories. They're not for everyone. There is somebody out there that will probably love it. It just wasn't me. So I'm just going to move on and uh, live my life. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. That's that's the way to do it. Like it's like when your parents say, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I, I in most cases, I agree with that. <laughs> Not all absolutely. cases, but <laughs> sometimes you gotta step up. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so okay, I'm super. I've been dying to talk to you, and I again, I apologize that we had to reschedule our last session. Uh, we had a, a pretty. We had about six. No, we had about eight inches of snow the last time we were supposed to record, and the studio is about twenty to twenty five minutes away from my house, and it's in Detroit where they do not plow very well um and i didn't want to die so <laughs> i just stayed home <laughs> no and like i said coming from canada i completely understand so i wasn't bothered at all yay i always feel bad when i have to cancel but the reality is sometimes the world craps on you and you just have to you know shovel the crap and deal with it so but here I we are now <laughs> We yeah. we finally gotten here. So, okay, with Essence House. Now, I've been listening to, uh, like, audio dramas have basically been all that I've been listening to. Um, I've been listening to, uh, most recently, uh, Welcome to Night Vale, which is, I don't know if you've, th some of these, they're, like, really popular, but not everybody's heard of them. It's it's very strange. Um, Welcome to Night Vale's been on for about eight years now, almost. And I just found out about it this year. It's very good. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's the thing with podcasts is that there are a lot of them, but I love audio dramas. So I've been digging really deep into checking out like pretty much any audio drama I can find. Um, so w why do an audio drama? Like what drew you to doing an audio drama? So I'm going to sound terrible. I've never listened to an audio drama as far as the podcasting world's concerned. I grew up. Um, I remember one of the coolest memories would be probably being around the ages of 12 to 18. I had my own bedroom and on the weekends on Sunday night, they would have this one hour comedy hour and I would listen and I loved that. And then if I made it all the way through the one hour comedy hour afterwards, they had the theater of the mind and it was the 1930s and 1940s, um, audio, like radio dramas. And, you know, like the shadow nose and all that kind of stuff. And I just love that stuff. I thought it was so cool. And when Eric and I tried to make um, Essence House as a book series, we were trying to do it for NaNoWriMo about two years ago. And then uh, this year, this past November, well, before that in um, 
September, October, we started gearing up to do it again and to, to try it again because we, we did not even do a very good job of getting very far into it. So this time we're like, let's do it. We're really excited. And then as we started working on it, it felt less like a book and more like something else. And he was like, what if we did it like an audio book? Wouldn't that be a little bit easier? And I'm like, and we kind of thought about it. And then we went to audio drama and we thought that that sounded like a lot of fun. And that was something really interesting and exciting. And so the more we did it, the more it, it just felt right. You know, like somebody had asked me before, why don't you make it a comic? And I'm like, cause it is not a comic. Like it just, this story would not be told well in this medium, but essence house just feels right as the audio drama. Yeah, well, and even though you don't listen to any current ones, I mean, you've listened to radio dramas, and I mean, you're talking about some classic uh, radio yeah. dramas. When, but because back in the day, let's you know, we didn't have podcasts. Well, okay, I wasn't alive during this period of time, but there weren't podcasts, so people listened to the radio before there was television. There was radio, so we had people like nowadays. You know, we think, oh, audio dramas for podcasts are so cool, but like this used to be how people got entertained. Like this was yeah. their entertainment. And I find it fascinating. Um, you know, like, cause as I'm listening to Essence House, um, I, I wasn't sure what to expect because I, I knew it was going to be like a story. Um, and there are some audio dramas where it's some, like a bunch of different characters talking and then there's like sound effects and it's like almost like acting, but you can't see it. And there's some yeah. like yours where it's somebody reading a story. Um, but you kind of blended both because you have, um, like the audio effects in there as well. So like, you know, when he's like slamming his phone down, um, you know, in his car or like, you know, you're getting these sound effects that add to the ambiance of the story, which I thought was a really good touch. That's Eric. Like, you know, you got to give love where, where it happens. And the neat thing about, um, about teaming up with Eric Cockrell is that his day job is as a video and audio producer. Ooh. Yeah. So he already, yeah, yeah. I I lucked out on that one. And so he, he just took that stuff and he added all that stuff in all by itself. And I remember the episode two, I wrote a scene where there was a lawnmower and, and he actually had the lawnmower playing to the point where the guy kind of talked over it a little bit. And it was just, so perfectly done and the the neat thing is that the um the writer or sorry the the reader he's a professional uh that that we pay and he did all that first and then he had and then the sounds were added afterwards and eric just had this way of having the um sound of the lawnmower just at the right pitch so that it sounds like he's having to talk over it but not that you can't hear him and it was really cool so He's doing amazing work. Yeah, I I really um I like that. I think that was um for, it, it makes the story more immersive for the listener. So, mm -hmm. uh, I I don't do a lot of audiobooks. Um, so for me, like because like I was saying, yours is like a blend of an audiobook, but it has like nuances of the audio drama because of all of the um the effects that kind of bring you in into the story instead of somebody just reading it. So yours is kind of like a mashup of both. And um, I, I really appreciate that because it allows people that maybe are only into audiobooks 
that's like it's like a gateway to, you know, like the full on dramatic reading, uh, you know, audio drama podcast. Like it's a good it's a good gateway, actually, either way. For me, it makes me want to listen to more audiobooks because I found well, that it was interesting. And I don't know, it just like it opened up my mind to like new things, which is always uh, a bonus. <laughs> Thank you. So have you have you heard the third episode yet? Do you know? I, I haven't. I didn't get a chance to. I was going to listen to it this morning when I was getting ready. Um, but the, uh, then what had happened was um, <laughs> uh, I was I was running late and I didn't have my um, my podcast app turned on when I because I listen to podcasts in my car. I don't listen to the to music usually. And I was going to play it uh, since I didn't get to this morning on my way here. And then. I uh, didn't have my app pulled up and it wouldn't let me turn it on while I was driving because I have a smart car that like doesn't let me touch anything <laughs> while I'm driving because it doesn't want me to kill myself. <laughs> so, what? I mean, it's a good thing. I mean, but I can do both. I'm just saying. But no, I, I listened to one and two. So three, I'm definitely going to listen to it. Um, But I haven't listened so, to it yet. <laughs> the reason why I asked that is because the it's neat you know, I'm sure that this guy, we picked him up on Fiverr and we, we really liked his his voice and everything. And so the first episode, it was good. The second episode, we really felt him start to get the voices. And then in the third, like the drama really kind of ups itself. And so you really got to hear the emotion and he really kind of you can I we could tell that he was enjoying himself and enjoying the fact that oh like these guys are taking it seriously they're they're gonna keep making stuff and so it was neat because at the end of episode three we have a song and when I wrote it all I expected was for him to say the song I didn't you know just you know just say it like you would like a poem but he sings it because it's a Willie Nelson or yeah Willie Nelson song and he sings it. And he sings it beautifully. And I remember Eric and I listening and I was like, holy crap, like dude banged it out of the park. Like he got the wavering in his voice and everything. Like I can't speak highly enough to how much of a professional this guy is and just how much he seems to really care about the project because he's doing wonderful. That's so cool. Like he's just like took it upon himself to like really go that that extra mile there. So that, that's really cool. I love that like being that into it, which is good. You want yeah. the people that are working with you on, you know, stuff like this to to be involved. And it sounds like you guys are getting to that point where you're really, I hate using this word, but I'm going to use it. It's synergy, baby. <laughs> it is synergy. synergy. <laughs> it's a terrible word, but it is true. <laughs> I know, right? It's so, it's so overused, but when it's right, it's right. So no, thank you. I, I agree. I think everyone's really loving it. And, and, we're just having a good time. I would say our only problem is, is that because we're comics guys, we're just don't know how to market it. So that's been our biggest uh, trial right now is kind of trying to find those groups, the people who would be interested in that, all that kind of thing. Well, and like I've been introduced to audio dramas by other people and they're like, I swear audio dramas right now are and it's not just coming from me. I got into these because of other people telling me how awesome they were. So it's clearly uh, there's like a, a big revival in the podcast world for and a need for more of these. They're very popular. If you look at um, I use the Stitcher app uh, because I prefer it. A lot of people use iTunes or whatever, but I like Stitcher. And 
if you look at like their top podcasts, a lot of them are audio dramas um, or they're like celebrity podcasts. But yeah, I don't count those. <laughs> the, of course, people listen to those. They have celebrities on them. Um, Joe Rogan. <laughs> right. Like, and that's cool. Like, good for them. But when I see an audio drama up there, I'm like, okay, I know this is going to be, it's got to be good if it's up here on the top with all of these other ones. Um, so I think, you know, and that's a good question, like how to market something like this, because, you know, from a, from a standpoint of you know, working in comics, like we, so we market, we know how to market that product because you know, we've worked on them. We know our audience. We know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of second nature at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there has to be a way, I mean, to market an audio drama. See, now you've got me thinking. Cause I'm <laughs> right. For us, it's like someone, if someone were to come to you and say, man, I got this book, I really need to market it. What do I do? And one of the first things you're going to say is, man, you got to hit a con. You got to go to a convention. You got to sell. You got to, you know, and and you would you would talk about their mailing list, and there are all there's all these things that you would attack. But it's like, what is a convention for an audio drama? I have no idea. <laughs> well, like they do have they do have podcaster like conventions, but they're there's usually not a ton of them, and they're I think there's only like a few a year. D- don't quote me on that because I'm not a hundred percent. But they have uh, po- like podcaster conventions, but I don't really know. I mean, I know that they have like people doing live podcasts there. Like some bigger shows will have live podcasts and stuff like that, but I don't really know like how that really how that all really works but that might be something to look into yeah oh it could be cool i've I've thought about going i've done way too many podcasts i'm i've been labeled the podcast queen um amongst my amongst my peers because this is like one of five shows that i'm doing so (laughs) i i'm always here i basically live here so it's cool i like it like you're you're a natural so that's good yeah you know well it's one of the things about podcasting that's really funny is the longer you do it the better you get at it so i don't know um if you had the same experience when you first started um you know doing podcasts but it it's it's like such a learning curve because well first of all when i first started podcasting it was from my house with like a like a 10 or $15 like headset, you know, nothing fancy. It worked, but all the people I was talking with were not in the room. So we were constantly talking over each other. There's constant silence and there was constant like, um, uh, uh, like, well, you know, cause you're just getting comfortable with the fact that you're, it's just a conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all it is, you know? So I would I would not say that I was a natural, but I sound like a natural now. <laughs> okay, uh, years of molding—it's made it happen. Um, well, I when you really think about it, telling someone that they sound like a natural—it's almost—it's almost offensive because it's like, no, no, I actually put a lot of work into this <laughs> to say it's natural. Like it's the same as with anything else. It's like, oh. You just have to be super talented. Like, no, I didn't wake up this good. I worked to be this good. Right. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I take it as a compliment because, I mean, hey, if I can pull off like I just rolled out of bed and made it work, then that's great. Not the truth, but I'll take it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I'm not going to shake a stick at that. So, um, but yeah, like, so my other question for you is now that you've, now that you've got this up and running, do you ha- like, how many episodes do you have planned? Um, and like, where do you see this going for you? That's a really great question. And the funny thing is we do have that worked out. So we have a, as an editor, um, the, one of the first things I'll tell people is what is, you know, what does this look like? Like, are you doing a graphic novel? Are you doing, um, a series? You know, I want, I want it laid out. I want to know what the outline looks like. Even if I'm only, um, on issue one, and even if you're only hiring me for that, you need to know where you're going. So when we created this, we did the same thing. So Eric and I have worked it out. We have um, it all mapped out and we're already several um, episodes recorded ahead of time. Um, Actually, even as three dropped on all of the other um, platforms, four dropped on our Patreon. And so what we do is um, for our Patreon users for $2 a month, you get the episodes two weeks early and we do like a Talking Dead style after show a week later that kind of talks about that episodes, takes your theories and your your questions and stuff and answers them. So um, we're always several episodes ahead. We're doing this in seasons. So we have season one mapped out for 10 episodes and we have season two mapped out for 10 episodes. And what we've decided is we're going to do season one, finish it, give ourselves like a little break in between and then we'll come back with season two and basically if season one feels like people stuck by it and it grew and people liked it then we'll we'll do season two with the aims of doing a season three if if it was a struggle and it wasn't as great we might give season two like kind of a harder ending and that way we from there we can just sort of package it up as a 20 um, episode series and then maybe we can turn it into a book or or you know an audiobook or, or do something like that so we can turn it into something else and, and repackage it that's awesome like you you really have a plan I like it thank you yeah no we, I mean we uh, you know we know that you know with comics it's you so often see people come in kind of half cocked and not knowing what they want to do and so even though we are the newbies for audio dramas, we already had a good idea of the mistakes that can be made just in properly crafting a story and whatnot. So we we worked really hard to, to try to really plan out what we wanted to do, how we wanted it to look, and all that kind of stuff moving forward. Now, that's um, and that's really good. And I do agree with you. I think some... And- I think sometimes when people get into comics, it's like all about getting that first issue out and they're, it, it's that build up to that. And then once they get there, it's like, oh, okay, now <laughs> what, what do I do now? <laughs> like, yes, you have to make another, it, but it's like all, it, the, the emphasis is put on just that, you know, getting in there and getting something out. And it's definitely important, I think, to have a plan um, in podcasting especially if it's an audio drama and in comics so i you know i i like it but you're an editor too so having that mind um i'm sure helps with uh the whole planning aspect (laughs) 
Yeah, definitely. That's kind of where I get to, because um, you know, like I said, Eric is the the producer. That's just where he shines the most. And so for me, I get to be. I literally have a notebook that's just for Essence House. And so when he and I get together, I'll write stuff down. I'll be like, all right, so what are we looking at? And so everything as we move forward, we tighten up more and more. So we, you know, like season two is still very loose, and even the end of season one is still a little loose in the fact that we know the major pillars that we want to hit. But as we move forward, we want to leave it open enough that if we find new things that we really like, we can add that into um, what we're, we're working on. So yeah, we're, that's definitely, you know, kind of my focus and, and what's most important to me as an editor and just as from my personal style of storytelling. That's so awesome. Um, We're actually close to time already. (laughs) Just talking about one of the many things that you do. (laughs) But I already knew that that was going to be the first thing I was going to bug you about. Because like I said, I'm obsessed with audio dramas. So yeah. (laughs) And I'll share it. Um, I'm going to I want to finish listening to episode three. And then once like I'm all caught up on that, I'm going to do a little post about it. And also your episode will be airing in uh, three weeks from Monday or three, yeah, three weeks from Monday. I'm, I've recorded several shows today, you know, and I'm just going to okay. drop them because this, with all the shows I'm doing, this is the best way for me to do it is to record once a month and drop them each week. So, um, if anybody is interested in checking out Essence House, how can they find it? Um, well, first of all, you can find it on all of the major platforms. I couldn't uh, imagine that we would be on things like iHeartRadio and Apple and Google, but sh- you know, and even Stitcher, which I didn't even know existed, uh, Buzzsprout, like just all these. Like when he started naming the different platforms we were on, I just thought he was creating words. But run all. <laughs> but, so just look up Essence House. However, if you want, you can also check us out EssenceHouseStory.com, and that uh, will link you to our Patreon. And there, if you like what you're hearing, like I said, for two dollars a month, you get the episodes two days or two weeks early, and you get the um, after shows. So that is, we like to think that's the value. Yeah, no, for two bucks, I mean that's pretty awesome. I think that's a great deal. Um, and if anybody wants to um, check out any of your comics, where can they find Joe Comics? Oh, yeah. So you can find my comics at um, Facebook.com slash Bonfire Press. That's my kind of my personal publishing wing. And of course, if you're looking at Belial, which is another great book that I'm so proud of, you can find that at Facebook.com slash Belial Comic. Uh, I've read it and I really liked it. So um, I wanted to get into talking about that. But unfortunately, I fangirled out over audio dramas. So maybe we'll just have to do another interview. so much right well thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate your time and your patience um and uh everybody go check out uh essence house check out belial um chuck pino i love saying your last name i'm sorry (laughs) it's 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 so fun i love it and you do it right so it's even better I know. I'm going to just like, I'm just going to like start like texting you or like messaging you on Facebook and just actually spelling it like the wine just for fun. But anyway, uh, thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next week. Until then, keep it indie.